Welcome on in, everybody. I am so glad to be with you, be back here uh, on the podcast. Today is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. That's right. You're on the other end of 2020. Uh, Not to harp on the cliche, I'm sure I'll say that uh, specific uh, sentence there not to harp on the cliche about 50 times throughout this show because there is a lot uh, of those things to to mention but uh, either here nor there we're here on the other end of 2020 I believe it was about one year ago exactly for me um, probably a little over now because I remember it was when I was home visiting my mother uh, for Christmas uh, of 2019 when I remember reading about the coronavirus in Wuhan uh, so wild stuff but uh this is the mid park podcast this is the power show the third episode already of the power show here one of the three cornerstone shows of the mid park podcast my name is kevin vargo the host of course and the founder of mid park multimedia lots to talk about everything kind of connects in this episode and that's what's really really interesting about it um the only thing that's kind of standalone um i guess would be the music but you know even even that I mean, you know, music is always connected to everything, and and um, I can say, I guess, you know, a good a good way to connect it would be uh, the music that you heard there at the beginning. That was uh, Nathan Clapper, good friend. Uh, Nathan's going to be on the podcast here in the coming weeks, um, and yeah, going to play a few of his uh, songs here throughout just to get you a little sound of of what he's got going on, and um, he's a really good dude, and and just. I'm excited for you guys to hear the conversation that we've got going on. So, um, yeah, that was Nathan Clapper there with the future. Um, Clapper the rapper is what you would uh, what you would see him on um, if you were looking up on Spotify or anything. But that was the future off of Dad Shoes Volume One, one of his albums, one of his many, many, many songs uh, that that my guy has already for for being so young. So go check that out. Like I said, gonna hear some some of his other so- sounds here throughout. But um, yeah, we're going to get to the music, uh, the rest of that, a little bit later. Um, what do we have for the brand here to start off? I guess uh, a few brand new articles that are on midpark.com. Uh, so uh, I wrote one yesterday. I've got to find a better way uh, to kind of put my – it's just hard because when I write I on the website, of course, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm talking about me, you know, from my point of view, Kevin. But now, you know, there, there are six other people included here, so – I got to find a way to like get my name on these articles or something. But I wrote the one yesterday. I got my $600 stimulus. Now, here's the reality, Mitch. Uh, so that was a nice dose of reality and an absolute hammer down on Mitch McConnell, one of the most just heinous people in, in American history, in American political history, a uh, terrible human being. Um, go check that article out. Yeah, it, it's really it, it's nice. I, I gave a little dose of reality, like I said, in the sense of I got my $600 and that shit was gone before I even got it. And I sincerely mean that. 
I had a friend front me the money, my, my greatest friend in the world who, you know, I mean, has just done everything possible for me. Um, he fronted me the money so I could pay that before the end of December towards my rent. And, and so literally by the time I got my stimulus, I had to pay it back to him and it was gone. <laughs> um, so um, just good putting that in there. And then, of course, we've got two articles up that you should check out. Um, well, we've got... Uh, from the 27th, uh, the most recent update uh, of the Nashville bombing that I put out, and we're going to get to all of that here in just uh, just a moment, um, just kind of wrapping all that up and, and, you know, taking where I left off last and, and just thoughts and, and lots of things to go over with that. Um, but uh, two other articles that, that you know, kind of segue into what we'll be talking about here first, the team. Uh, the team that's right, the Mid Park family of contributing creators. Um, so I've got, uh, and there are more on the way as well, hint, hint. But uh, right now we've got six wonderful people uh, who have, um, thankfully, very, very thankful that um, they have decided to volunteer their time. Um, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing that I take lightly. I mean, it, you know. Even if I get just one article, uh, you know, around one write up a, a month from each of them, I, that's just, you know, I think about it and, and that's six people. That's a fifth of a month. That's 20 percent of the month alone right there that they would be contributing something, um, you know, to the website and just allowing the content to flow through and people to come to the site. So um, it's huge and I'm super, super excited for it. So two articles that are on there from December 30th that I wrote, uh, uh, more people, more power, adding three to the team. So that's kind of describing, well, not kind of, it is very much describing uh, the most recent three individuals that uh, we added on there to make a total of six thus far. Um, and then the one from January 1st. That was the very first article uh, posted, written by one of the contributors, and that is Spencer Fawner. Um, so that is the meaning and power of sports. Just a, a nice little write-up there from Spencer and kind of what sports means to him and, um, you know, what it can mean to you. And, and tying that into, of course, just this uh, this past new year we had the college football playoff. And, and I know a lot of people were into that and watching that. So um, that's on there. And lots of cool stuff for you to check out. Um yeah, let's talk about the team. So, um, the first three, I guess, we'll, we'll, well, let's let's just name everybody first off. So we'll start with the three that have been on there the first, uh, the the longest. So, um, the three that uh, I announced, I think it was actually on election day, if I remember correctly. I wanted to, to do that because it kind of coincided with what was going on in the world, and um, these three are going to have a huge part in in um, ensuring that much of what goes on with the political world, um, I don't mean they're going to be writing about politics necessarily, but, um, you know, from things like women's rights, uh, black people's rights, um, to LGBTQIA plus rights, to trans rights, to everything, uh, again, that, that comes down to political decisions. Um, so Erica Gallion, first off, Erica, um, if you, you know, I've said a few times, if you, you know, have been following the podcast along, she was my very first guest that I had as a Mid Park memoir uh, on chapter one. Erica uh, lives in Los Angeles and she, uh, I'll be talking about her a little bit more here. We'll be talking about everybody a little bit more, but um, yeah, she is going to be um, writing about a number of things, I, I'm sure, over the course of time, but really focusing on women's rights, reproductive rights, human rights, all that good stuff. She is a genius. So very happy to have her. Uh, Javana Burns, that's right, Javana, no I, I got you, JB, that's right, um, so, well, there is an I, it's, there, there's an I in, in her name, but it is silent, so you do not say Javania, 
It's Javon Na. That's right. Um, so I have always known her as Jay Biscuits. That's right as well. Um, I, I'm going to say this about everybody, and it's going to sound like like a broken record, but just a, a tremendously good person. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that kind of there, there's some really interesting connections between the people here and some of the things that we'll be talking about and uh, the Nashville bombing. So what is interesting is I met uh, Jay Biscuits here at Lyft Incorporated, the, the, the uh, gigantic corporation we were both working for at the time. Um, and that office, I, I don't know if you've heard me mention or seen me write about, um, was at, I say was because I don't know if they're going to be able to go back there at all, um, was 152nd Avenue North at the corner of 2nd Avenue and Commerce Street in Nashville, Tennessee, which of course was the exact site, uh, well, not, it was about 50 feet up the road, um, the exact site of the bombing. So really interesting, but I'm going to have some more connection to that here in, in a moment as well. Next, of course, is Rye Mueller. Uh, Rye coming in from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Rye is, I met Rye at, uh, it's it's so funny, like, you know, I, I always harp on my, um, my disdain, I guess I'll say as a nice word for uh, corporate America in so many of the you know, the, the people and the connections that I've been able to bring through Midpark here, I have made through corporate America. Uh, so it's great. We go in and we, we meet each other and then we take our talents elsewhere and, and use them for our, our own betterment, which is fantastic. And Rye is another great example of that. So I uh, met her at Yelp. And um, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but just a fantastic human. And she was a part of a group at Yelp um, that I mean, for me in, in Chicago is really like the only group of friends that I had and still have to this day. And, and I know I say this a lot, but I don't say that for, you know, like, like sympathy to sound like a, you know, like a, like I'm quote unquote loser for lack of a better word. I, a lot of that I choose to, you know, I'm a very introverted person and whatnot. Um, and of course we've, you know, just sat inside for a year, everybody, <laughs> but, um, that was a really great group of people at Yelp and, and Rye is one of the people that I've stayed close with and, and just one of many. So, um, like I said, one of many, you know, that I could draw to Yelp specifically, uh, Michael Hicks was, uh, he was one of our, our guests on the podcast, uh, on the podcast for a mid park memoir, uh, Bob, who was uh, the drummer of ultimately fruitless. That was a band that we had on as a, a mid park memoir. So, uh, he, he's also from Yelp. Um, so it's just, it's funny, like I said, how kind of everything connects there. Um, and yeah, let's go on here to the next three. Um, so the new three that will be, that will be, uh, joining as well, uh, that, uh, that you guys may not necessarily have heard yet. And then I'll kind of talk about these three, um, is Nicole Bruno, MS, RDN, LD. I don't know what all those three things mean. I'm not going to lie, Nicole. Uh, I think RDN is registered dietary nutritionist, I think. Um, I'm sure all of that is right on our Instagram somewhere. I could go look up in two seconds, but I just don't have it in front of me right now. Um, yeah, well, like I said, let me just name everybody and then we'll get back to, to kind of, uh, you know, talking about everybody. And then the next is 
Evelina Krajuska. I think I have said that right, Evie. I'm sorry if not. Uh, I know I can say Evie. So, uh, and Evelina, I believe I'm saying as well, correct. Uh, and Krajuska or Krajuska uh, is uh, my dear friend, another dear friend of mine from Poland, from Warsaw, Poland. I, I mean, like when I, I think I said this like a year or two ago and people listened to me and thought I was crazy when I said like I have a good group of friends from Poland. I sincerely have a good group of friends from Poland, um, and, and Evie is another one of them. So, And again, here we go with her corporate connections and, and connections to the Nashville bombing. Um, how I met Evie and how I have this entire group of, of, of friends from Warsaw um, is that office was one of our, uh, inter- well, in my opinion, and, and, and I think many others as well, by far our best um international office in the sense of customer service and she and i as well as clifton mamba room if you remember again was a, a mid park memoir um and i know mimi might listen to this uh I, I there's a number of people that i know that i'm going to be forgetting and, and need to make sure i touch on at some point but um that's how i have made this connection there so stayed close with with her and, and like i said a number of them and um evie is a tremendous tremendous person and, and very happy to have her as well and last one is spencer foner spencer foner holding it down for the dudes um <laughs> and of course myself um actually let me let me let me ask you should i ask i asked the crowd here so i'm looking at all six bios of course uh should i have a bio for myself should I have a bio for myself? I don't know. I I, uh, I teeter back and forth. Um, I don't want to because I, I don't want to make it about me. I, I, I feel goofy like writing these things about me. Um, I think what I may do is just kind of link my name to the about page. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Fawner, just the, the dude of all dudes, man. Um, I mean that in the very best way possible. Um, he is, uh, man, like, I, I wish I could just like, I wish I had a more elaborate vocabulary than to say he's a really good person. But when I say somebody's a really good person, I like, that's the, just the, probably the most genuine thing I could say, because it's, you know, you, you want to be a good person. Uh, and and I, I think there, you know, are going to be uh, a number of people that listen to this from my hometown and would agree that, that, that Foner, who, you know, we've always known him by his last name, our, our, our good group of friends there. Um, is just genuinely a good dude would do anything for anybody um i mean is that friend who i mean literally like would be invited to anything because everybody you know wants to have him around because again he is just good company to have um and yeah we grew up uh we grew up here i'm going off on a tangent i'm going off on a tangent about everybody here before 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 i get into everybody introduced sorry foner i'm gonna cut you off there and we're gonna get back to you all right, that's the six, my my lovely friends, um, and there are a few more to come as well. Um, so let's 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 talk about each. Um, I'm going to read each of the bios uh, that we've got on here. If you haven't uh, checked them out yet, so we're going to read each of the bios, and then just going to give you a little personal note on each, and then and then we'll move on uh, to the Nashville. Bombing. Follow with the friends and the ladies yeah. too And let's do all the crazy things we can't do Yeah, I've been binge drinking all week again I guess it's bad for my liver to have good friends Maybe it is time it wasn't so boring I wouldn't be so hungover this morning Binge drinking all week again I guess it's bad for my liver to have good friends Maybe 
I have personally known the longest. Uh, which, drumroll, uh, Foner could be surprising to you, is actually Nicole Bruno. Um, Nicole, I have known, I'll have to double check with, uh, with my mother. Um, but man, I, I, I would say since we were four or five, three, four or five, I don't know. Um, really, whenever our older brothers who are, uh, what, five years older than us, started playing t-ball, hot stove baseball, um, because that's how, you know, we, we met one another. Um, our brothers played baseball together, and um, just those those times of being such a small child, you know, where, where your, your, your parents allow you to go, you know, to the other side of the park by yourself, and, and it feels like a whole new world. Um, and it was, you know, when, when you are that young, it, it, it is, I mean, that, that is, um, just a magnificent time as a child. And, and so Nicole is definitely, uh, one of those that, that sits in those memories for me. So, um, yeah, no, Nicole, that, that would make me, uh, putting, knowing Nicole for damn near 25 years, which is really wild to say that I've known anybody for 25 years because I can't believe I'm that fucking old already. Um, but yeah, neither here nor there. Let's let's run through Nicole's bio here. Um, so, much like Spencer and Erica, Nicole has been connected to the Midpark Mission for many, many years. From playing together on the playground to now working together for better causes, there couldn't be a, a better human to help educate, be patient with, and guide those who are interested in health, diet, and fitness. So here's where we're at. There are those who hop on social media, buy their followers, look the part, and tell you everything they think they know about health. Uh, and then, of course, there's people like Nicole who are actual, legitimately educated professionals. Um, her specific qualifications, given such a young career, are astounding. And I say that like with no joke. Uh, she sent me a copy of her resume and, and just said, you know, pick out what, what you think is interesting. And, and I mean, it's it's remarkable it is really remarkable stuff so just some things um in the sense of uh, her qualifications uh nicole has a master of science in nutrition in dietics these words are so hard for me always to say you know i'm no i'm certainly i remember reaching out to her about this i said look i know that health is very important uh i however me kevin vargo uh am not one to be giving health advice <laughs> by any means. So, um, and I don't know shit about it. Uh, so I'll probably be learning some things as well along the way. Uh, um, but yeah, if you know me personally, you know, I am sincerely probably one of the, if not the last person you want to take health advice for. I don't say that proudly. I just, you know, I say that realistically knowing that, uh, is likely the, the case. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's start that over. Nicole has a Master of Science in Nutrition and Dietetics, a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and Dietetics. She is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and licensed dietitian. Ah, so there's the LD. Uh, is a nutrition care manager and dietitian at a long-term care center in Canton, Ohio, an adjunct professor at Kent State University at Stark, teaching science of human nutrition. Whew. 
Um, so I've got Nicole's Instagram link on there. If you want to follow her, that is on the website as well. Uh, as if that isn't impressive enough, Nicole has also studied abroad in Uganda, Africa, worked with the Stark County Women Infant and Children Program in the campus kitchen at her alma mater, Kent State. In her personal life, Nicole is an avid gamer. And yes, elf, even healthy people can game. Uh, like video games, of course. I, I always... It's always so funny to me. I'm going to go off here on a, on a quick note. It's always so funny to me when people have said gaming because there's there are so many different types of games. I mean, you, there's lots of games in the world, uh, but gaming, video games have have has captured the crown uh, of gaming. So even healthy people can game. Uh, she is a lifelong golfer, dog lover, and family woman. Uh, her presence within Mid Park Multimedia will ensure that there is always a reasonable, respectable, and knowledgeable voice. For a healthy and active lifestyle, um, yeah, like I said, known Nicole's family for a long time. Wonderful people, wonderful person herself. Um, I know for a fact she will she will just have some great, great, great things for you to learn and hear and 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 read about. So very excited about Nicole Bruno. Thank her so much for for joining the squad here. Um, and it's important to note that I've got a disclosure on the team page as well. Uh, so please know that the opinions and the viewpoints of the Midpark Multimedia brand as a whole are not necessarily reflective of those for the individuals, groups, or other entities listed on this page or mentioned in this podcast. That's a nice way of me saying, look, I know me, Kevin Vargo, I can be a polarizing asshole sometimes. Uh, don't take that out on Nicole, Spencer Foner. Uh, Erica or, or, you know, anybody else uh, on the on the list there, which I don't anticipate that happening. But, of course, got to make sure that the people are protected there. Um, so, yeah, let's move on uh, to who have known the longest next, which, of course, would be Spencer Foner. Uh, Spencer, um, you know, I've, I've already touched on a little bit as, as you know, as a, a tremendous friend for, for quite a long time. Um, lifelong friend, first and foremost, quite literally a two minute walk from one another growing up. Our memories are fond and in fact, largely centered around sports. Um, I shit you not. I mean, I could throw a baseball to his house. I mean, we, we, his backyard was basically my backyard, um, which, you know, back then it seemed even further of a distance now, of course, than it would be. I mean, now as adults, I mean, we could walk there in 30 seconds. I mean, literally, um, my family no longer, I don't even know if his family does. I, I, I gosh, I gotta, I gotta be sure that his uh, family even still owns that home there. I know that they potentially could be heading out. Um, they've been there for a while. My mom just recently, uh, got rid of or sold. <laughs> Sounds like she just threw it out, uh, sold our home there. So, um, time, time goes fast, but, um, there could not be a better representative for the power of sports than Spencer. Uh, and let's be clear, Spencer will not be providing, uh, score updates, uh, and the latest fantasy football rankings. Nothing wrong with that guys. Uh, if you want that, just go to ESPN.com, do what you want, do what you want to do, but that's not going to be here. Um, there's a disconnect, I think, between much of the sports world though, from, from those who've really dipped their toes in the water. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is sports definitely has a bad reputation among, uh, people with progressive values, I guess I would say for sure. There's a lot of toxic masculinity in sports, especially, um, when it comes to, sports that I've always been a part of those sports like football and basketball and baseball, um, for sure. And I, you know, I definitely acknowledge that, but I, 
also acknowledge uh, a lot of what Spencer has to say here, and 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 he knows I think this as well, you know. So he's a perfect person to kind of bridge the gap there. But you know, there is a very very significant thing with sports as well. Um, you know, even if you're not somebody that that loves you know to watch or sit down and watch a game, I think you know, just as much as anything, there is very much um, a, a powerful connection. So. Spencer will quell that with uh, content related to sports and tying those to life lessons, stories, and relationships valuable to all. Um, I've got Spencer's Instagram in there and a sample of his podcast as well, uh, if you want to check out. And then when asked why he wanted to contribute for Mid Park Multimedia, Spencer noted he just wants to see everyone get along and be happy, simply to bring joy to the readers. Uh, Never die easy from the great Walter Payton is a quote Spencer has always tried to live by. And since reading his autobiography in junior high school, and since following him as his favorite athlete, in addition to sports, Spencer is an avid music fan and plans to contribute an occasional piece in the music realm as well. Uh, we've got some lyrics there from the Strumbellas you can go check te- out that uh, that he's got. And Spencer's presence within Midpark Multimedia will ensure that there's always a voice for the power of sports and music and the ability for people to learn, connect, and grow from both. Shout out to Foner. Uh, he's already got one article up there on midpark.com. Uh, Going to have another one here coming soon, and he is the man. So appreciate him very much. Moving on to Erica Gallion. All right, guys, and being here's where I give it to you. Erica Gallion was my junior high slash early high school girlfriend. Yep. I told him. I did it. <laughs> um, so funny. Um, which is again just wild to think is literally like 15 years ago almost at this point. Um, so that it, well, actually, I I knew Erica before that. We had met, I think, just uh, at a gosh. Now I I believe it was at the Richville Fair, uh, which is a a, a very uh traditional small town fair. We'll say that um in our area. Um, and known her for whew, almost 20 years, I would say around there. Gosh, it's crazy. I don't know, 15, 20 years. Um, uh, so she's a long time friend and inspiration to all who come in contact with her and, and simply put a powerful woman. Um, Erica works in higher education at the university of Southern California in Los Angeles, where she analyzes and goes through hundreds of applications per day for international students seeking to further education here in America. And, and I just said in America, I, I, I started to read the next sentence. Oh my God. Wow. I, I am embarrassed. I should just turn the podcast off at this point. Here in America, in her personal life, she has a number of memorable experiences traveling abroad, working cross-culturally and immersing herself in all of the nuances of life. Um, Erica has a number of I mean, links uh, of, of uh, published works here that I've got that you can check out uh, on midpark.com. She has her own blog, uh, her own Substack blog that you can subscribe to that did, I highly, highly recommend you do. Uh, she's a far better writer than I am. Um, so, you know, if you, if you like what I write, you will absolutely like what she has to say, um, especially if you are somebody who, you know, is really into reading and, and literature and, and, you know, not so much as, you know, with current events and things like that. I mean, uh, Erica's mind is, is, uh, second to none for sure. Uh, she runs a book club of over 30 women in the Los Angeles area and has been an avid reader, writer, and visionary her entire life. Erica resides with her fiance and they have two cats. They adore dearly Winston and egg. I still can't get over his name. Egg. Uh, Erica's presence within mid park multimedia will ensure that there's always a voice and place for all women all the time. Uh, who would be up next? I think next uh, would be 
Javonna Burns. Um, and let me go back to I, I. So those three, actually, I know all three of their families: uh, Nicole, um, Spencer, and and Erica. Uh, I mean, their 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 parents or families are are exact reflections of uh, their their children. You know, their their. It's weird to call them children, of course, at this point because they're all around thirty years old. Uh, but you know, it, it, and I mean that in the very best way, very best way. Um, you know, it is no. Uh, it's no secret that those that have parents that that care. Um, that's that's first and foremost that care about their kids and and simply want to see them happy. It's no no question that those are the the ones that have a little bit of an advantage in life, and and that's. Uh, for sure, three great examples right there who have just great families, come from great, great, uh, you know, by all means, not perfect. Uh, none of us come from perfect families. That's, that's, you know, that's the essence of our hometown. All three of those people come from my hometown in Canton, Ohio. Um, I don't know a single perfect family from that area. Um, but, you know, that's kind of a connection that we have and, 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 you know, making it through all of that. And, um, yeah. So that's the that's the the three that I've known the longest there. And then and moving on, of course, to Javona Burns, which I mentioned. I met uh, Javona at uh, working for Lyft Incorporated there. Um, uh, so Jay Biscuits, as a, as I've called her a few times, um, we worked the midnight shift together, and at one point. There, I mean, we were truly like the only two people in that building employee-wise. There was always a security guard at the front desk um, downstairs, which if that security guard would have been sitting at his front desk during the national explosion, could have likely probably died. Um, it, I, it's remarkable. I'm going to get to all that here in a minute. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it, that's how we met. Um, so we were the only two there. We, we really developed a close bond, um, just relying on one another for a lot when it came to work. Um, you know, we, we worked closely with the Poland office there with, with Edie, you know, again, who I'm going to get to here in a minute and just making sure that things were running smoothly, literally for lift safety across the entire United States of America. I don't, I'm not saying that in any joking manner, like we were, the <laughs> we were the only two people at one point in the United States of America, um, pretty much who would be, you know, they're responsible for safety, um, coming through everything, uh, at 3am, you know, so, but never fear. We were fantastic at that job. So if you're listening to that going, Oh fuck, there couldn't have been two better people for the job. Uh, so I don't know what the situation is now. Um, but Absolutely, uh, got a close relationship with Jay there. Um, so, on top of overcoming the challenges facing her as a black woman in America, Javana makes up each and every day with her game face on, kicking her longtime lupus diagnosis in the ass. I'll say it on the podcast, not on the website. It says, "You know what?" on the on the website. She's a fighter. She's fearless. She's willing, and she is able to accomplish anything she sets her mind to. Follow Javana on Instagram. I've got her link there. Uh, she is the epitome of strength and professionalism in the line of adversity. She's somebody that anyone would be proud to call a great friend. There are few people with her level, uh, level of empathy and compassion. Trust me, I've heard her on the phone talking to people in some extraordinarily dire situations, uh, and she is second to none in doing so. Um, with numerous nieces and nephews and a large family as a whole, uh, Giovanna's roots are able to give her a sincere understanding of relationships and the love and patience it takes 
to be not only a valued family member, but a genuinely good person. Uh, Giovanna's degree in human services uh, serves her well across the board, and she is incredibly active both in her workplace and in her community, attending rallies, helping to organize events, and more. Giovanna's presence within Mid Park Multimedia will ensure that there is always a voice and a place for all Black people, all Black women, all the time. And, of course, a lovely voice for Lupus, which we will be posting an article here on midpark.com this weekend from Giovanna about her lupus diagnosis. So please check that out. That is going to be there. I will make sure I post that on social media as well. Um, so, again, lovely content coming out uh, from, from all of these fantastic human beings. And, and that's going to be out here shortly. So that is my lovely friend, Jay Biscuits, Giovanna Burns. Um, moving on to Evelina Krajuska, Evie. Evie the Kiwi. So Evie lives in Warsaw, Poland. Evie, um, I believe, lived in the UK for school for, for a number of years there. Um, and as I said, I met I met Evie at the same time I essentially met uh, Giovanna there. So Evie was, uh, we, we've never met in person, of course. Same story with all of my friends in, in Poland, but that does not mean we cannot be you know just as close as anybody else. I, I talked to, to Evie here via Instagram multiple times a week. Um, she, you know, I, I, and same with Clifton and, and I talked to Mimi still here from, from, from time to time. And, um, there are a number of people that, that I'm very, very thankful for have that relationship with. And she was one of them. So, um, when, when our relationship with the Poland office started at that, at work there, um, Evie stuck out right away to all of us, uh, to, to all of us in the United States. Um, that, you know, obviously English was our first language we had known our entire lives. Um, you know, there, there is a certain level of understanding and, and kind of cultural, uh, cross-cultural, yeah, understanding that it takes to be able to quickly catch on to things like that. And Evie was just in a heartbeat. I mean, she was communicating with us like, uh, like with, with, just no issues. She was answering questions for people that, that were on her same, you know, essentially she was like a supervisor, you know, for the people that she got hired with, um, stood out to us right away. And, and, you know, that obviously came to fruition and she has, you know, made a name for herself everywhere she has gone since and has, uh, recently got a, a promotion to a team lead uh, position at, at her most recent job, no longer there with, uh, with the lift, uh, operation, but, um, just, uh, yeah, a kind, empathetic, loving soul. There's no other way to put it. Uh, mastering multiple languages to use as daily, uh, residences in two different countries, the UK and Poland, uh, and with professional work alongside some of the most well-known companies in America, uh, including a recent promotion to a team lead position. As I just mentioned, she is as cultured and understanding of all the different uh, ways of life the world has to offer as one could be. Got Evie's Instagram on there if you'd like to follow. Uh, if anything is a testament to the kind of person that she is, uh, Evie went to school for animal management and took additional coursework for animal training, behaviorism, and veterinary nursing. Uh, she's a zealous dog lover. She's a zealous dog owner uh, and has consistently dedicated her time and energy to the betterment of, of animal care. So, you know, caring for animals, obviously, you know, is just kind of one of those things that shows you know where your heart is i i mean they're the most vulnerable things in the world they can't speak for themselves and, and you know to do so and, and dedicate your life to that says a lot about you so uh while evie may not live right here in america she shares much of the same ideas and valuable progressive uh, values that make her such an exciting piece of the puzzle of mid park 
uh, as is the case in America as well. Poland faces its very share, fair share of human rights issues from their own government. Uh, COVID has changed the way of life, and a good chunk of the population is watching the American government in astonishment. Uh, so with so many beautiful angles of vision, Evie's presence within uh, Midpart Multimedia will ensure that there is a voice for international opinions and perspectives and for culture, lifestyle, and life lessons as a whole. Shout out to Evie. Love you. Thank you. Always, Evie. Uh, you you will uh, be uh, a, an international friend of mine who I am so very thankful for. Um, last but not least, uh, Rye Mueller. So Rye, as I mentioned, I met uh, Rye in... Uh, uh, at Yelp here in Chicago. What is so interesting is, again, like just all these little connections. Uh, so I had no idea. We never even met one another. Uh, didn't even know one another existed until Chicago when we met each other at what's it's so weird. Is it is it one another or is it each other? I don't know. But until we met each other at Yelp and found out she had worked at Lyft in Nashville. At the same office. Now, granted, it wasn't uncommon for me not to meet people because I worked the midnight shift. And as I just was explaining, um, it was pretty desolate when I worked. But um, that's kind of remarkable to think about, actually. Um, So, yeah, she worked at Lyft. And and like I said, we had no connection whatsoever. And then we get here to to, uh, Yelp and meet or get here to get here to Yelp, get here to Chicago, meet at Yelp and um like I said, just a part of a group of friends that, that is really important to me here in Chicago, a part of probably four or five for people that, that, uh, have, like I said, really been my only, you know, close group of friends here. Um, which, you know, for me is, is as much as just, you know, kind of keeping in contact with and sending the occasional message from time to time. I'm not somebody that goes out and hangs out and does this or that, but just to have people like Rye and, uh, and others from Yelp who I've stayed in contact with has been super important for me. So, um, Rye is an avid performer, actress, and singer, born and raised in Ardmore, Alabama. Uh, there are few people who have overcome obstacles like Rye has, making her a role model for those chasing their truest self and their truest dreams. I cannot say that more genuinely. Uh, on stage, Rye goes by abstinence. Uh, follow at the abstinence on Instagram uh, and on Twitter as well. As a trans woman from Alabama, Rye has faced some of the very worst sides of humanity. Uh, through all, she has persevered and carved a career and future for herself destined for success. Let me put that into perspective. <clears throat> I lived in Nashville, right, uh, as as did Rye. Um, but I lived in Nashville as a white, straight male, um, thus the most, you know, hetero uh, possible, you know, n- uh, quote unquote, normal Nashville type person that you could be. Um, I still felt very uncomfortable in the South at times, um, you know, in, in not fitting in. And um, I don't. I, I know I have a lot of friends from the South that may listen to this and, and take that the wrong way because there are a lot of good people there. Um, but, you know, what you hear about stereotypes and what you hear about, you know, things making you feel uncomfortable, you know, like I said, I even felt like when I would go out and I felt like I would have to dress a certain way and, and kind of act a certain way. I cannot imagine growing up as a trans woman from Alabama um, and facing some of the things that Rye has faced. I mean, again, as I said, like sincerely overcoming obstacles and making her a role model for tracing, for chasing their truest self. Um, there, there can't be much more than that. Um, so 
incredible stuff and and just that's one of many reasons i'm proud to call her a friend um when not performing on stage rye has a passion for fashion and style i gotta tell you when i wrote that passion for fashion i went oh that's got i'm sure that's like a, a, a saying somewhere i just i obviously don't talk about fashion a whole lot but when i type that I, I've got I've got to turn that into something. Uh, and as a proud dog owner to her pup, Rue, which I have confirmed Rue's real name is RuPaul, which is just fantastic. Uh, of course, you know, uh, RuPaul. Um, <laughs> and I, I looked that up on Rye's Instagram. I, I was confirming that, um, looking up on her story there and then confirmed uh, the real name, RuPaul, which is just absolutely fantastic. That's like Dave Growl. Uh, you know, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. I've seen people name some of their their, their dog uh, Dave Growl. That's too funny. Uh, so with the recent shifting of the Supreme Court uh, and potential for laws to be passed that sincerely very negatively impact the lives and dreams of people like Rye, uh, it is an honor that she's chosen to be a voice and volunteer her time here with us. So Mid Park Multimedia can continue to do all things within our power to achieve equality and happiness for all. Rise presence within Mid Park Multimedia will ensure that there is always a voice and a place for all people, no matter their gender or sexual orientation, for all of the LGBTQIA plus community all the time. Whew! That was a mouthful. That was everybody. That's all six we've got thus far. Um, like I said, just very, very, very good people. Um, I, I would not have it any other way. I mean, I, I, I you know... This, in the sense of Midpark, is something that is very, very personal to me. So, you know, um, p- putting my focus on people that I know are going to provide genuine perspectives and, and keep an open mind and keep professional things, uh, you know, keep things professional uh, in a sense. You know, I, I don't want to limit anybody or anybody's creation or anything like that. But, of course, you know, within a certain realm. Um want to have grammar and things like that. Um, but yeah, not going to continue to harp on and on. I know I've, I've, I've um, talked about the team quite a bit there, but I, I just, I, I, there's very important to me to set any time necessary aside to touch on all of them. Um, I've said now for a while, I'm going to get on to the Nashville bombing. Let's do that and, and re- recap all of that here. So, um, wow. That is free. Switch it up now. Snake or chicken, I may have a problem, this may be my new addiction. Switch it up now, steak or chicken, saving me some dishes, cause I'm staying out the kitchen. Let's go. I eat Chipotle every day in my life. Go through just a, a quick timeline of events here one more time. Um, if you did not check out my, my article uh, on midpark.com, I, I, I would sincerely suggest you do so again if you if you are looking for a timeline I, i'm not you know i don't want you to overload yourself with the information but if you're looking for you know, like a f- informed timeline i feel like i put together uh and i've had some feedback from some people that, that have said so um a pretty good you know factual line of events um of that morning um you know a lot of people in nashville they did not have internet for i think at least 24 to 48 hours uh or, or anything really any form of communication um, for 24 to 48 hours and, and didn't know any really information on this other than it happened. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for that, it is there on midpark.com. Um, but yeah, I could probably talk about this for about 12 hours um, from a number of different angles. Um, I think what's what's very important to, to, to touch on first here is 
Um, this happened now uh, nine days ago. Um, for the, for the for the president of the United States to look over, really, I mean, and he didn't say anything. He didn't say a word. For the for the president of the United States to not say a word about a suicide bombing in the middle of a and what is I mean this is a terrorist attack this is a terror attack I don't care what you you want to what way you want to frame it oh he didn't want to hurt anybody sure I believe that yeah I, I think he didn't I mean I, there there are a lot of obvious angles that point to that he did not want to hurt anybody does that mean it wasn't a terrorist attack mm, fuck no. He attacked an immensely piece of critical infrastructure of a, a, a top 25 city in the United States of America in the sense of population, uh, a very fastly growing city. Uh, it's a city in the South, uh, nonetheless, on Christmas morning and the president of the United States. I'm taking my bias out of it. I think everybody knows at this point I hate Donald Trump. Um, no question. I'm taking that out of it. For the President of the United States to not ever say a single thing, um, literally the only thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening to this and you've seen him say something else elsewhere uh, or anybody at all other than the President has been briefed on the situation, I would love to know because uh, it's astounding, it's disgusting, and I cannot wait for this absolute coward to get out of office and and for us to move on from that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So brief timeline, of course, we've got Christmas morning. Anthony uh, Quinn Warner, 63-year-old dude, uh, looks like a looks like a, a, a janitor um, from a movie. Um, comes and drives his. I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's not a shitty RV, but it's definitely not a new nice one. It's, it's just his old standard rugged old you know regular RV camper uh, into downtown Nashville at Second Avenue North. Um, directly across from 174 um, or 172 ish um, Second Avenue North, which is Pride and Glory Tattoo, uh, and then of course he was on the side of the street of the AT&T Switchboard Building, the Switching and Control Center Building there, where they do all of the internet uh, signal, the phone signal, the phone lines, and everything. Uh, which I never knew until that morning. I, I, I again, you know, as I've indicated. I worked directly on that block for three years of my life, nearly three years of my life. I, I have ate at, and at many of those restaurants. I have been in all of those buildings. I have walked down both sides of that block uh, more times than I can count with my dog, without my dog, parked my car probably in the very same spot that the RV was parked when it exploded. Um, uh, so, um, uh, parks on on Second Avenue there, um, and the parks are about one thirty. I, I still have not seen anything about what happened between one thirty a.m. and five thirty a.m. Uh, but about five thirty a.m. he starts blaring gunshots from the RV, uh, multiple rounds of gunshots. Uh, at this point, I've gathered that that was to wake up the residents in the area, the very few residents in the area, because of the timing. Um, and just in general, there's not a whole lot of, of apartment buildings in the area. Um, as we've, we've put together from 911 calls, it did just that. They called 911 to report that there was a gunman in the area, that there were, there were multiple gunshots. Uh, one of the 911 calls is very spooky. You know, you can hear a guy who, what sounds like he's in his closet, um, 
kneeling down, hiding. Um, he believes the gun, there's a gunman in his building. Um, so they call first responders there. I, I do not believe that it was, you know, an attempt to, be, to draw first responders there and, and kill first responders. Uh, I believe it was to draw first responders there. And then as soon as first responders got there, the RV starts blaring a warning saying that there has a, there is a limited time to evacuate the area that the uh, RV is going to explode. Do not approach the vehicle. Uh, your main objective is, or your primary objective is to evacuate the area. Repeated over and over and over again. Uh, 15 minutes before uh, it actually uh, was set to explode, I, I guess it actually started to warn them of the time limit and saying, you know, you have 15 minutes and then it counted down every time or, or every time a minute would pass and let them know. Um, and so the police are like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you can hear, you can, so there's a full uh, body cam video release now um, that shows, you know, really interesting stuff. And you can see in, in one of them, uh, you can hear in one of them when Officer Michael Sipos is walking by and he says, that's so weird, you know, and, and to hear a policeman say that, you know, that's, I, I, I just, I, you can feel it. I mean, you can feel what he's feeling in there and, and um, yeah, and then. They walk by and, and, and turn around and turn the corners. And um, I think what 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 the bomber did was he as soon as he saw that everybody was clear in the street, he, he blew the he blew the, the bomb. And um, about 630 a.m. Uh, it exploded and buildings on the, on the on that immediate block were destroyed. Um, the AT&T building next to it had a had a big just kind of i don't know blow a whole chunk out of the side of it out of the out of the bottom and then a huge burn mark up the side from the flames um i'm sure all of the roof and the siding and everything and the brick on the front end is 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 all going to need to be redone and then and inside i can only imagine of course from the impact and the windows um and the things that got rattled around and the water damage uh from the pipes all of that essentially happened in, in all of the buildings there um, some of them absolutely destroyed, leveled, um, really devastating damage. Um, just incredible to see again that, you know, after spending so much time on that block and to see some of it is really, really, really sad. Uh, it's remarkable, but, um, you know, you go back to the, the body camera footage, this happens about six 30. Um, you can hear the officers talking about that they, 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 they think there's potential for there to be second, uh, secondary action and, and, um, potential for live rounds to be going off from the RV. So if it gets so hot in there, if the flames typically, whenever there's a house fire, for example, in, in like a, uh, a gun or in a room where there's a gun case, the ammo can go off. Uh, it can explode. Uh, so they were telling him to stay clear of the area. And I think he was just so shocked in general. He was just kind of like, we're trying to walk it off. Um, but it, it, it's, um, yeah, remarkable image to, to go watch that. Uh, I've got it linked there in the, in the bio or in the, uh, podcast description, but, um, they, yeah. So, I mean, remarkably, nobody else was killed other than the suicide bomber. Um, there were three people supposedly that were, were injured, never really heard anything else about them. Uh, so I would assume it was rather minor and they were just released. Um, there were, six police men and women that were involved, um, that, that did remarkable work that day. 
um, that that deserve all the credit in the world for what they did that day and and, and their actions, um, saving lives. I mean, without a question, um, they they gave a a set, uh, press conference afterwards. Uh, not not right afterwards. Jesus, I mean, that would be something. Um, I think two three days afterwards it was. Um, just kind of recount their events and um, some of just the eerie details that they gave. You know, one of them. Um, I believe his name was Officer Michael Llewellyn. He was uh, the one that had heard the song that they were playing, which is so, so, so creepy. So Downtown by Petula, by Petula Clark, um, the, the bomber had played like kind of right before he decided to, to blow the building or uh, to blow the RV up, um, which if you go listen to it is really like just a, an eerie type of song to, to play at that moment. Uh, I mean, he couldn't have picked a more movie-like type scenario um, to play and then blow up, uh, you blow yourself up and blow a bomb up. So just to hear some of those eerie details from them firsthand. Um, and then, I mean, obviously the traceability of that, that incident, I, I had mentioned this, and this is kind of where I left off um, with, the, with the last podcast that I did and with the, the news article, obviously the tracing of that, that crime in being an RV in downtown Nashville with all those cameras around, it wasn't going to take long. And sure enough, uh, they were able to match DNA from Anthony Warner's mother that they swabbed um, with a hat and gloves that he had supposedly left behind in his apartment or in his house uh, with the human tissue that they had found, the remains that they had found there at the site of the bombing. We're able to link him to that uh, after getting 500 or so tips from people, I would assume a number of them focused on the RV. Um, what is very interesting is it's, uh, the address of 115 Bakertown Road in Antioch, Tennessee, which is just about 20 minutes outside Nashville, 20 minutes southeast of Nashville. Super easy drive into downtown. You literally get on 24. I, I looked at the route he had to take. It was so easy. Um, you know, at that time of night, again, on Christmas, I'm sure he didn't pass but maybe five to ten cars, not a single police car. He pulled right up in there. I mean, that was all planned for sure. Um, he went right down the road, took a right on, I want to say it was either Harding or uh, one of those roads down there. But um, got on 24, take 24 down, get off at Shelby, go over the uh, Korean Vets Bridge, pull right in. I mean, go take a right on to first or just go up to second, straight down. But either here or where there, yeah. Um, he pulls up second and... and, and Super easy in in or there, but they they trace it back to him. If you go on the uh, on Google Maps and you look up his address, you can see the RV right there. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously the same one. Um, it's been really remarkable to hear you know neighbors give give interviews after the fact now, um, knowing that it was him. Um, the the neighbor right next door, and you can see his window that would have been looking at the RV. He's like in shell shock, you know, thinking about the fact that he's been looking at this RV for the last, you know, however long it's been there. But um, what is what is unfortunate about all of this, and I think what really needs to be pointed out and focused on is the failure again um, of law enforcement to properly handle this in the first place um unfortunately placing their six officers that had to do heroic work on christmas morning in that position those six officers should have never been in that position 
had the Nashville Police Department, had the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, had the Federal Bureau of Investigation, I don't know who all would have been in charge of the situation, uh, done their job in the first place. And I mean, uh, you know, again, I am all for defending law enforcement where it needs to be done, and I am all for criticizing law enforcement where it needs to be done. Uh, I repeat again after you know, again and again, my father was a policeman and, and doing all of that the right way means a lot to me. So, um, you know, looking at this, it, it, it um, there's no question that, that there was a failure here. So um, I believe it was August of 2019, Anthony Warner's girlfriend called the police on him and said that she was essentially fearing for her safety or her, it was her, her, her attorney, I believe, called the police uh, said she was fearing for her safety because her boyfriend, Anthony, was making bombs in his RV. Yep, he was making bombs in his RV. Uh, and and sure enough, he was making bombs in his fucking RV. Uh, what happened, though, at the time? What happened at the time? So uh, the Nashville Police Department went and they went to the woman's house, his girlfriend's house. and supposedly they uh she had like two guns i think there that were his as well they were unloaded uh i think she was wanting to turn them in i don't know for sure uh but she go they go there and they end up sending her in for a psychiatric evaluation because they think that she's nuts they go check on him just because they have to likely he doesn't answer the door and they leave that's that's what happened. I don't care what they're telling, you know, what they're saying, and, and as nice as they're trying to make it sound in a press conference, that that's what happened right there. Um, and, and the reason that that happened, um, this isn't fact. I can't I can't give you an objective fact on this, uh, but I certainly can give you my viewpoint and what I believe to be the truth, and what I believe many many would be believed to be the truth is that uh, Anthony Warner is a white man. Uh, a 60, at that time, one, two-year-old white man in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and he had no criminal background other than, I think, like a, a marijuana charge in, like, 1978. So no no, no uh, criminal background, nothing. Uh, a white man in Nashville, Tennessee, he wouldn't be building bombs in his RV. <laughs> Why would he do that? He loves America. You know? It's sick. Um, it's sickening. I mean, the, there's no question that that is why they were so easy to leave him alone and not really ever follow up with that again. Cannot imagine. Cannot imagine. Um, you know, I'm going to use this this example. Um, Erica Gallion is in an interracial relationship. Her fiance uh, is is a brown man. I cannot imagine if she was to call the police and say, "My fiance is building bombs." in our basement. What do you think they would do um, if that happened? They would come there and they would break the fucking door down uh, and they would go without any sort of, of authority to do it at all at, or anything whatsoever. Um, they would they would do what they needed to do. And and um, I, I what I think is really interesting about it is you know, had anybody called other than a white man? I mean, uh, a woman called the nine one one to tell to tell the police. Had a child called? Had another? You know, just a brown man or a black man call the police on a white man? I still don't believe they would have taken it as seriously. 
it is only if a white man calls on a white man, well, then they take it seriously. And go, oh shit. Well, that's kind of that's that's kind of a uh, you know an issue. We should probably check into it. Now, if a white man called it on a on a brown man or a black man, uh, or you know a a crazy woman or uh, or or a kid that they thought you know uh, was uh, a little goofed out, they would definitely definitely get there in a little bit of a hurry. Uh, I'm not going to continue to go on and on. I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, the Nashville Police Department or whomever was ultimately in charge of that failed. Um, no question. And because they did so, because they did not check into that, that allowed this to happen and go forward. And that allowed this uh, to to happen on Christmas morning and put their six officers in that position. Now, again, I don't want to take against uh, away from the individual uh, acts and, and, you know, and time that, that uh, and, and dedication that the officers put in on Christmas morning. Those six officers, um, you know, I don't, I, they may have had no idea and nothing to do with that individual investigation prior at all. We don't know. Don't know. So you can't link them to that, um, you know, to, to watch what they went through. They, they, they are going to be, I would say, psychologically damaged for a little while. Um, so I, I don't want to, you know, just slam the hammer down on the police. There, there is always good to be found, I think, on, and everything. But, um, that's the biggest takeaway, I think, for me. Um, there have been a number of, of, you know, theories as to why this might have occurred. Um, some of them are absolutely fucking astounding um, in the sense of if they're true. I mean, the sources that some of these things are coming from seem to be fairly true. Um, you know, I, I, I feel pretty confident in the way that I look for my information and the way that I research information. And, and, and supposedly this guy, you know, may have had a, a belief in the lizard theory. Um, I'm not even going to go into detail about that. It's, 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 it's insane. I mean, it's a mental illness and a psych, it's a psychosis. I mean, there's you're psycho if you believe in that. Um, and you can go look that up if you want, but he supposedly believed in the lizard theory. Um, he supposedly believed, and this is another friggin' psycho thing that, that, that 5G was spying on people for the, you know, or, uh, that AT&T was involved in spying on people. And that's why he parked outside the AT&T building. Um, that's a more common one. I mean, it's still a little psycho. Um, you know, I, I, I just, and then of course you've got, you know, those, those things in themselves are, are actual, you know, those are things that he believed. They're not real things, but those are things that he believed. But then there's, of course, the whole different ballgame of conspiracy that's thrown around on the Internet of people that are, in essence, trying to defend it, you know, and trying to defend him because he was a white man. They are not going to say, oh, we're, we don't believe that it was him. But, uh, you know, all of the just troll like Twitter accounts uh, who have no name, no picture of themselves, yet somehow have like 30,000 followers. Um, you know, throwing around conspiracies like it was a missile, uh, it, it wasn't a suicide bomber, it, 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 uh, that the, this has got to be the most asinine, if you believe what I'm about to tell you at all, if there's a single thing that, that, that you believe about what I'm about to tell you, then you need to, to uh, Sincerely seek uh, mental evaluation. I don't take that lightly. I mean, you need to go to a doctor um, and and see what's up. Uh, the, the, they believe that the election, the Dominion uh, voting machines that AT&T supposedly won a contract to 
um, you know, examine the Dominion voting machines for their validity. And, and uh, that building that he parked next to is where those voting machines were housed. And it was the government cover up and he wanted to be able to blow them up. If you believe if even a little bit, I'm talking even a little bit. In that uh, you're a fucking nutbag and you need to go seek psychiatric evaluation. Um, I'm not saying that light, like it is a joking manner. I'm being 100% serious. You cannot possibly be in a normal state of mind and think that that is something that would even be a remote possible truth. Um, it's insane. Uh, all the evidence that they, that the, that the scientific forensic scientific, uh, investigative researchers and investigative, uh, the federal bureau of investigation, uh, and the entire evidence response team has gathered, has pointed to this was a suicide bombing involving Anthony Warner. Uh, it was his RV, obviously, that we see there on Google Maps. And then you'll have people that will be like, well, how do you know they didn't set that up on Google Maps prior? Like, I, it's it's astounding. Um, all of the evidence obviously shows us what it is. Now, the motive, we'll never know for sure. Obviously, the things that we can start to, you know, gather more information on, um, you know, he, he did have a little bit of a goofy past. And there were a few things that that indicated that he was going to be doing something, uh, you know, drastic. Uh, you know, one of his neighbors had said that before, um, what was it, three, four days before Christmas, he had asked Anthony Warner or Tony, as he knew him. Uh, what he was going to be doing for Christmas. And I guess uh, he had responded like Nashville and the whole world was going to remember me, um, which is, you know, obviously now, you know, in retrospect, just uh, very eerie. Um, and he had supposedly signed away not only his house he was just living in, but another house prior that, that there was some sort of property dispute with his mother. He signed that off to what is believed to be like a, an old ex-girlfriend's daughter, um, so really interesting stuff, um, to, to get into all there. And, and then what is also really kind of nuts is the, um, if you look at his home and I guess that the, the police have said as well, he had 14, 14 security cameras, no trespassing signs, uh, all of these different things, you know, on the outside of his home. And, you know, that supposedly didn't raise any red flags to them on top of being told that there was a bomb. Um, but that was that was a thing as well. So, yeah, um, all in all, I believe it was 41 buildings. Uh, they've said it have been, you know, significantly or, or at least a little bit damaged. Um, there are, I would say, you know, probably what, 20 of those at least on the immediate block there that are all but destroyed or, or going to be condemned uh, and need to be have sincere work done to them before anybody can step foot inside of them. Um, I know that within the last oh, two or three days, the business owners have had access to go back into Second Avenue North and at least examine the properties up front and close. Um, there again, there were no deaths, which is inch, which is which is remarkable, which is great. Um, there were two cats that were missing from one of the apartment buildings, the, the lofts at 160 there, uh, or the 160 lofts or whatever it is at 162nd Avenue North. They were both found 
one of them being Buck McCoy's cat, which he was the one that posted on uh, Facebook the live you know shot of uh, what was really nothing short of a war scene immediately afterwards. Um, they found his cat, I think it was like three, four days after. She was still alive. She's well. That's good. Um, there are GoFundMes all over the place for the businesses there on 2nd Avenue North. There are GoFundMes all over the place for the people there. Um, there are a number of videos that, 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 I, that I definitely encourage you to go check out. They are definitely eerie. They are a lot to take in. But, man, is it uh, – this is a one in a, you know, a really just perplexing event. Um so, you know, go check those out to give yourself a, a perspective um, of just of just, again, what the people there went through. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of a, a good wrap up of it. Uh, you know, I again, it's just remarkable for me to see the, the shots and the damage of everything that's, that has been done. But um, there's already been a significant amount of cleanup i guess i can say that i mean that the road itself looks to be clear i mean there's no traffic going down or anything that they've still got it blocked off they're a long way to go but they've at least uh, i know the the fbi evidence response team is done they've turned that back over to the city uh the the road itself is clean um so there's work to be done but there's progress that has already been made um it will be back but it will be some time I will keep my followers, my following, those of you that listen in, updated as anything else occurs. Um, but a really remarkable event there and, and, and just absolutely astounding, again, that the President of the United States, uh, I want you to take this in. Again, this, this is a suicide bombing, uh, regardless of what your beliefs. This is suicide bombing on Christmas morning in a uh, city in the United States of America. Uh, the President should say something. Something. Doesn't matter who it is, what political affiliation the president is, um, for there to be absolutely just no words of encouragement, no words of sorrow, no words of nothing, uh, no words of, of anything um, at all. It's it's not surprising, uh, but that takes us right into politics. Um, yeah, so we are in for what is going to likely be I would say probably two of the of the more uh, well it's not just going to be two weeks I mean it's going to be you know a while here um you know it is going to be uh probably sometime but you know the next week specifically cuz you've got the Senate runoffs this Tuesday January 5th and then you've got the the uh, stop the steal protest that is occurring in March or in March on Wednesday. Um, I was thinking March for Trump uh, on Wednesday, January 6th, um, Washington. And, and I hope that the, that the military police and everything involved are, are geared up because um, some of the things that I've seen on Twitter from some of those just, you know, really nutbag accounts, obviously Lynn Wood, if you, if you follow um, is, is, uh, I get. I mean, this is, I guess, how civil war started. Like different divisions of, of generals are born. I mean, I, I, it seems that that they're headed down that path. Um, you know, where they're, like they're, they're people are just ready to die for this guy and and America. Um, it's really scary. I mean, I'm glad that it's fucked, and I don't live in Washington D.C. or anywhere near close. Um, I'm glad that I live in a very liberal city where that is not something. Hopefully, that I will have to worry about. Um. But 
yeah, you've got that. Of course, you've got the inauguration in itself. We don't know what's going to happen with that. And, and if Trump is actually going to, to remove himself from office or if we're going to have to physically remove him. Some of me actually uh, hopes, you know, that, that he does uh, have to get removed. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But we have that as well. Um, and then, of course, the, the COVID relief, quote unquote, relief. Uh, you know, bill that was just passed and gone into action and the stimulus checks here. Um, so it is, um, I mean, it's not surprising. I, I, I don't want to you know sound like a broken record. And I know I'm sounding like a broken record and saying I don't want to sound like a broken record. Um, but to, you know, I, uh, I mentioned this already. Um, you know, I already got my $600. Uh, this, you can go read about that in the, uh, in the Mitch McConnell article there. Um, and it's already gone. Um, I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't want to harp on it too much because I mean, I feel like really everybody has, you know, the same sincere feelings at this point that, that just, we've just been slapped in the face, but it's not surprising. Um, you know, what is most disheartening to me is that there really has been no fight from the establishment Democrats um, to try and, I guess, well, I don't want to say that. I, I, you know, it, it's hard for, for uh, I guess, Nancy Pelosi would be a great example. It's hard for her to have to vouch for, for it. You know, she, she, I guess she did her job in the House and it passed. Uh, but she's certainly not vocal elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just have some of my own personal feelings. But Bernie, of course, has been just lighting up the floor and the only one that appears that the people can count on. And I do say that from a little bit of personal bias and that he was going to be my choice for president. But um, I, I also hope that people are sincerely seeing that at this point. You know, th- there, there has been uh, a time of this. This is a time of sincere need. Uh, for millions of people, me included, and he has and and seems to be the only one or one of the only ones that continues to fight for the people, does not care what it does to him. He's not there for him or his profits or his time. This is an 80-some-year-old man, 78, 79, 80-some-year-old man, could have easily just spent his uh, New Year's Eve holiday at home, relaxing, Voted how he needed to get out, go to con, you know, go to get out of Congress, go home. But instead, he knows what the importance of trying to pass a bill like this is, and 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 he is fighting for it. Um, now, unfortunately, the 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 Republicans have control, and Mitch McConnell is the uh, Senate Majority Leader, and and there could not be a worse person <laughs> for that role right now. Um, you know, the, again, that when you have people in need, having a Republican, a stingy Republican, I mean, you know, uh, my personal bias is coming out here, but, you know, Republicans in general are pretty stingy, uh, and then to have what is likely the most stingy one um, as the Speaker of the House, or I'm sorry, as the Senate uh, Majority Leader, it is um, not productive um, for those that need help. 
Uh, it's great for 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 corporate uh, for companies that need bailouts, and it's great for Chevron, and it's great for Charles Koch, and it's great for Delta Airlines and and all of the other companies that Bernie uh, put. It was fantastic. If you watch his uh, part from the floor there, he had uh, Warren Gunnels, his assistant there, put on uh, you know big gigantic checks up on the floor that that basically just showed how much of a hypocrite Mitch McConnell was because McConnell has been talking about the fact that this is uh, corporate or or, uh, socialism for the rich, you know, sending these $2,000 checks out. Remarkable stuff. I mean, that is remarkable hypocrisy. And, and of course, Bernie pointing that out and saying, you know, uh, yeah, no, you've given all of this money to companies like Amazon and uh, Delta and, again, all those that I just mentioned and, and, um, it's whatever Mitch needs for his reelection and his and his, and that's typically the way the GOP has been. The GOP is me, me, me. Um, I know that that's that's my bias, and if you're listening in and you're a, a staunch Republican, I'm not sorry about it. Um, you know, I, I've been open in that I, I I believe that there is a place for Republican values, some Republican values, um, uh, especially you know financially is where I I think that that falls into place. Uh, but to think that there's any validity to the the Trump republicanism uh, is is where I draw the line. I mean, I you know if you're somebody who has uh, voted Republican in the past and this year you're just like, all right, what the fuck? I'm staying out of this. I, there's no way I could vote for Donald Trump. Um, all right, okay, I I can work with that. But you know, if you are somebody that at this point in 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 2020 now 2021 is a staunch vocal supporter of Donald Trump or somebody that like sincerely believes that there's any sane, you know, positive thing going on with this man. Um, I, I draw the line there. It's not somebody I think I can have in my life. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're not living in reality. You're not, um, it's not healthy. It's not good for anybody around you. It's not normal. It's not, (laughs) I can go on and on. Um, but, I know I'm rambling all over the place here with the politics, but, you know, ultimately that's kind of where the fuck we're at is just a gigantic rambling pot of shit. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Um, uh, yeah. How about I have to touch on, you know, the, of course, the Senate runoffs been been following closely with those uh, four individuals involved. Kelly Loeffler is um, I think if, if you ask me uh, the question, who would you least in this world want as your mom? I think it would probably be Kelly Leffler would be my answer. Um, uh, well, what a robotic, unemotional, unenthusiastic, uh, uninspiring, um, just selfish person to be around. I can't, I cannot imagine working for her being, I, I mean, being around her. Um, <laughs> I, yo, man. There have been a lot of like jokes or commercials around going around about her being a robot, and I mean it's true. Like she's literally like, "My name is Kelly Leffler, and I love America. We need to stop these radical liberals from tearing down America and taking it over with socialism, and I'm here to stop them. Vote for me now, Kelly Leffler, America. That's it." <laughs> Uh, it's um it's remarkable stuff that anybody would have the uh mental well, wouldn't have any other mental capacity to go past voting for her i mean it's it, having a low iq ultimately is where that would put you um i i have to be very transparent if you would vote for somebody like that 
you get a very low IQ. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, there's just so many, so many things that are that. Are, oh, I have to hit on this as well. Um, the Attilus Jim. Uh, this isn't really a political thing. He's made himself a political thing. The Attilus Jim, which is the 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 gym owned by Ian Smith, one of the most well, if not the most uh, gigantic douchebag uh, in America. Um, he is the epitome of what you would if if Meathead was in the def was in the dictionary, his picture would be next to it. Um, you know he's a, a, a he owns the gym. Uh, why why am I talking about this? So ever since the beginning of uh, COVID restrictions, he has you know taken on this idea that he's some sort of patriot. You know uh, for for keeping his business open and and susceptible people to COVID. Um, you know he has said that he him and his staff have done a great job at uh, at minimal, minimizing the risk, and that's great and all, man. But you're still a fucking dick. I mean, I think the I think he thinks in his mind that people you know think he's he it don't like him because he's trying to keep his business open. It's not that. It's that he's genuinely like I mean, just an absolute uh, douche canoe of a person. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, talks about his weightlifting. I mean, and nonstop uh, is you know literally posts things about like being proud of toxic masculinity and thinks that that's good for the culture. Um, it's, it's next level ignorance, um, is what it is, but that's kind of what we're, where we're at right now with, um, that side of, of just, um, uh, sincerely being in their own world. I mean, that, that there, there are people all over that spectrum of, of the Trumpism side, um, that, that like, they're so in their own world that they think, yeah, I mean, well, that's what that's what being in your own world is. I mean, it, there's no sense of reality. There's no sense of like what is actually going on. Um, of course, you're gonna feel like you're, you know, the the shit when you block everybody else that I mean has that didn't vote for Donald Trump. Um, that uh, you know when you when you are, have 50,000 minions you know following you like no other um yeah of course you're gonna feel like this shit uh but you know step side step outside of G, you know freaking new jersey uh wherever it is belmar new jersey and you realize that uh man that guy is is quite an, an interesting uh person there um I, you know, I, that's, that's it. You know, I, 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 that's all we'll touch on for the politics. Like I said, it's going to be a shit show over the course of the next, um, few weeks and, and, and coming months, you know, with the transition here and seeing what Trump does. I, I just hope it goes smoothly and then, you know, he can go start Trump TV and they can do their whole thing and, and try to start a revolution and do whatever they want. I don't give a fuck. As long as he gets out of the White House, they can go. <laughs> excuse my French, you know, have a circle jerk with each other on Trump TV. That's what's going to happen. He's got all the money he wants. He can start Trump TV, and then it's going to be like Fox News times 50, OAN, uh, you know, all those just r unbelievably racist, radical, disgusting, toxic-ass people 
are going to be on that sh on that channel just spewing absolute nonsense and they can do it all they want on there um it's great so that's all we'll touch on for the politics for now let's move on to the good things how about that let's let's get some good things in here uh so that uh we can we can get away from the politics so how about this so evie uh sends me her first um article that she's going to have on midpark.com that is up now and it is of all of the good things 2020 uh, hasn't been such an awful year after all and my god the list of things that this woman sent me is massively long um some very interesting things here so um I, you know, I did not myself go in and check the validity of these, but, you know, I can't imagine these are, you know, just facts that she pulled out of her ass and just wanted to throw on here for no reason. Um, all of these are very interesting, and, and, and I did, you know, just kind of check a few of them and see what was up. So listen to this, everybody. So this is 20-plus things that, uh, you know, were good uh, that happened in 2020. So, uh, and there is more to the to the story as well. So please go do check that out. Go check out the reading there. Um, the link to that is in the podcast description. Um, and um, yeah, go check it out. That's 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 Evie's first post there on midpark.com. But um, here we go. France rewards its frontline immigrant workers with citizenship. Shell's oil refinery shuts down. Fourteen nations have pledged to protect the oceans. Two South Korean dog meat farms have been shut down, which resulted with over 2,000 dogs being saved from the meat trade. Scotland banned the shooting of seals. Ten migratory species, as well as Asian elephants, gained increased global protection. Almost 90% of the world's new electricity generation was renewable. Scotland became the first country in the world uh, to make period products free for all, as well as it becomes a first country to teach LGBTQIA plus history as part of their curriculum. 100 years old, 100-year-old uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore raised 38.9 million euros for NHS charities together. Africa was declared free of wild polio after four years without a reported case. New diagnosis of HIV among gay and bisexual men have dropped to lowest level in 20 years. Argentina legalized abortion, second in the history, uh, uh, second in history, uh, second person in history was cured of AIDS. Due to the pandemic, the carbon dioxide level in the air decreased all over the world. Pope Francis showed support for LGBTQIA plus acceptance and civil unions. A new coral reef higher than the Empire State Building or Eiffel Tower was discovered in Australia. A record level of endangered turtle hatching was observed in Mexico and Thailand. A large number of koalas and other wildlife uh, that have been affected by the Australian bushfires have been rehabilitated and released back to the wild. Maggie Baird, which is Billie Eilish's mom, uh, launched the Support Plus Feed Initiative. That's interesting as hell. Uh, there were over uh, one, or excuse me, over 300 bus stops in Holland uh, have been covered in f uh, flowers to help bees. 
the population of humpback whales increased from a few hundred in the 80s to now over 2,500 currently. Crayola launched a box of crayons with diverse skin colors representing 40 different skin tones. Uruguay and the UK in the UK <laughs> and the UK has lifted restrictions on blood donations from gay and bisexual men. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to prison for sexual crimes. You're damn right. We came together to fight racism, fight for women's rights, and more. More than 170 elephants were born in Amboseli National Park in Kenya. Northern Ireland and Costa Rica legalized same-sex marriage. Utah, Virginia, Mexico City, Australia, Albania, Canada, and Germany ban LGBTQIA plus conversation therapy for children. Croatia makes fostering children legal for same-sex couples. Zambian president pardons 3,000 people who were jailed for being homosexual. South African uh, marriage officials cannot legally reject same-sex couples. English schools now teach uh, same-sex inclusive lessons. Sarah McBride became the first transgender state senator. The U.S. had the highest voter turnout in 120 years. Kamala Harris has become the first female, first black, first South Asian U.S. vice president-elect. And this has to be my favorite one of all. Evie coming in live from Warsaw, Poland, rounding out the interesting great facts from 2020. The Oompa Loompa has been kicked out of the White House and Joe Biden has been elected the 46th president of the United States. Phenomenal stuff out of Evie. Oh, my gosh. Um, All of those things are good. I mean, uh, progressive. uh, Forward. Steps for the world um, is, I guess, the, the this positive way to, to put it. All of the bad news, of course, you know, that, that we saw. I mean, when I mean news, I mean genuinely what was in the news uh, was just nothing cycled but but bad. I mean, there was um, just overwhelming, you know, buried anything possible good that, that could have ever come out of it. So, um you know, to hear all of those things and to hear them all in one scope, I think is interesting for people to hear. So, um, I, you know, I commend, uh, EB with coming up with that list and, and, um, you know, looking all those things up. And, um, like I said, she's got a lot of other perspective on here, just her own, uh, you know, a little bit of, of 2020 and, and what she's kind of, she kind of went through and, uh, mentioning some of the bad things as well that she went through personally. And, um, yeah, I, I highly encourage you to go check that out. Um, like I said, you got just a just an early snippet there of uh, of what uh, Evie has to offer, and um, super super awesome list there. And glad to share all of those things that uh, that the world took step forward with uh, in 2020, and hopefully we'll take another step forward with in 2021. Let's round it out with the tunes, man. The tunes, the tunes, the tunes. Um, so, um. For me, um, where I'm at in the sense of music, um, I think the the best to come out of 2020, you know, probably is going to be Taylor Swift, um, you know, uh, and, and both albums that she put out. Um, it's hard for me to overlook that. You know, I love Taylor Swift as is. Um, both of those um, albums were... Really, really, really deep, really, really uh, personal to me. Um, I don't think we went into 2020 knowing that those albums were going to be coming. Um, 
you know, so yeah, I, I, I really, um, probably am going to put that there, you know, that, that Taylor Swift would be number one. Um, uh, I, well, I, I'm not even, I guess I'm not even going to rank, you know, things necessarily just kind of the, the things that stick out to me personally, um, you know, ACDC let out, uh, finally another album, uh, in 2020. So that was a good thing as well. I highly encourage you to check that out. If you, if you have at any point in, in your musical life, in your little, uh, life, uh, or your old life, uh, however, I don't know why I said your little life, uh, but if you've ever in your life, um, you know, liked ACDC at all, go check that album out. Um, I think it's their best since Back to Black, uh, Back in Black. I, I think that they themselves have have said that it is their best uh, since Back in Black, and and um, yeah, I I would definitely uh, agree with that sentiment. Um, so go check it out. Uh, of course, that was um, ACDC. They released that shit. That was already like two months ago, I think. Um, when that had come out, but, um, that, uh, of course is power up. Uh, I was trying to think of the title there uh, for a second, but really, really good stuff. Um, and, uh, John Mayer confirmed via his, it was interesting how I, I kind of confirmed this here. I had, um, thought for a while he was going to be in, uh, releasing a new album, uh, here coming up. And sure enough, uh, what was it? I think it was Christmas, Christmas Eve or Christmas. He did an Instagram live uh, for the first time in a while. He brought um, Dave Chappelle on and they were just conversationally talking. And he he told Dave he was indeed working on a new album. Uh, I would anticipate that that will be released this year. I think so. It's been uh, now two years since his last one. He's released three singles since. Um, I would definitely be on the lookout uh, for uh, 2021 of what could be coming for John Mayer. Uh, and what is coming for sure in uh, 2021 uh, is going to be uh, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, so, Greta Van Fleet has announced that they will be releasing uh, their uh, what will be second um, studio album uh, that is going to be in April, uh, The Battle at Gardens Gate, April 16th, I believe that is. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, I, I've said a number of times, I, I don't think I need to uh, to um, go into it a whole lot, but I fucking love uh, Greta Van Fleet. They released now two singles related to that album. Um, in Age of Machine, uh, which is a follow-up from one of their previous songs uh, on a previous record. Um, but, you know, for a band to sound like Led Zeppelin, to me, is not a bad thing. That they, they continually get it, it. I hope that that is starting to subside, and I think it is a little bit. But, um, you know, they're, they're extraordinarily phenomenally talented for, for as young as they are. And I know that they've got one coming out here uh, on April 16th, uh, slated for that. Um and the Foo Fighters have one coming out, uh, slated for February 5th. So February 5th, Medicine at Midnight. The Foo Fighters have another album coming out uh, that is slated there. That's going to be nice. Um, of course, anything. And that's going to be, a, we're going to give a little shout out there to Spencer Fonner. I know he's a big Foo Fighters fan. He actually asked me, uh, he was the one that asked for the Foo Fighters Top 10. Uh, so we got them a Foo Fighters Top 10 there on midpark.com, which you can go check out. But uh, they've got another album coming out. Um, like I said, there that's going to be February 5th um, as well. Uh, what else is there to touch on um, from 2020? Um, 
I don't know. Let's see. I'm going through a list of anticipated future releases that don't have dates on them right here. I don't see anything that necessarily would stick out to me a whole lot. Um, what I did want to touch on was, uh, if you have not yet, I have uh, on midpark.com, uh, there are now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lists uh, of top tens. Uh, and there will be more coming here as well soon. Uh, I, I released uh, what those would be here coming up. We're going to have the top 10 um, one-hit wonders of all time, as well as the top 10 albums of all time. Um, and uh, those will be coming up. But what we've got on there so far on midpark.com is the top 10 songs from Led Zeppelin, Eric Church, Oasis, Dave Matthews, The Foo Fighters, Fleetwood Mac, Pink Floyd, uh, my top 10 rap and hip-hop artists of all time, my top 10 John Mayer tracks, and then top 10 artists, uh, bands, musicians of all time. Um, so again, this is one man's opinion. This is my opinion. This is this is nobody else's. This is all subjective, of course. Um, and I put in an article what I what I consider in to be that, or what, what I consider in that decision is, of course, the sound. Uh, I think that's the most obvious thing. Uh, the longevity of the song and, and um, you know, I don't necessarily mean, I guess that it's been around forever. I do kind of want things that are, you know, not necessarily a, a year or two old, but um, you know, if it at least in, in the scope of that artist's career and when that song was released, uh, has it stuck around um, and then personal significance. I do put personal significance into it. I put personal bias into it because I think that's important for music. Everybody has a personal tie and everybody has, you know, personal things that they connect to different music so um yeah I, I you know hearing hearing um things different ways and and um you know just just again all of this ultimately is is subjective but um we'll dive into uh i guess let's do three of them we'll do three of them we'll go we'll go three and i'll leave the other ones for you here so we'll go top 10 oasis tracks rolling down from 10 uh and i say rolling down from 10 because we start with 10 at roll with it number nine sad song number eight stop crying your heart out number seven supersonic number six cigarettes and alcohol number five force of nature number four don't look back in anger number three champagne supernova number two columbia and number one not to be cliche but Wonderwall has to be, has to be, I, you know, and, and with all of these other ones, honestly, I don't think I have the, you know, the, what the, the cliche number one would be. I mean, I don't even have Stairway to Heaven in my top 10 for Led Zeppelin. Um, but Wonderwall, man, I, I for again, oh, I'm putting some, some some personal significance in that as well. Uh, but that's got to be number one for me on the Oasis board. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then let's touch on the Foo Fighters. I know that uh, I had mentioned there that uh, Spencer Fawner had asked me for a top 10 Foo Fighters tracks uh, at one point, and they've got another album here coming out in a couple months. So let's go 10 down from Foo Fighter for the Foo Fighters. Number 10, Rope. Number 9, St. Cecilia. Number 8, The Pretender. Number 7, Walk. Number 6, All My Life. Number 5, Monkey Wrench. Number 4, Best of You. Number 3, Times Like These. Number 2, Big Me. And number 1, Learn to fly that was really corny i don't know why i did that at all i mean obviously that's um, not at all how that is sung in that song so just ignore everything that i do um let's go fleetwood mac how about that let's go fleetwood mac because another song uh, this is another one where i don't have a, a very 
what would be you know a song that many people would typically have i think on their top 10 it being dreams i do not have on my top 10 um i know that that was you know kind of recently you know the the thing there uh with um Dogface and making that popular, which is great. I, I you know I love Dogface. I just uh, you know I, I'm not one of those people that gets into the cliche and all that. And uh, you know Dreams is a great song, but uh, it just didn't quite hit the top ten. So top ten for me for Fleetwood Mac. Number ten, Everywhere. Number nine, You Make Loving Fun. Number eight, Rhiannon. Number seven, Say You Love Me. Number six, Tusk. Number five, Silver Springs. Number four, The Chain. Number three, Landslide. Number two, Gypsy. And number one gold dust woman so again that is the top 10 for oasis for the foo fighters and fleetwood mac so you've got the opportunity to go check out led zeppelin eric church dave matthews and uh, remember i said i don't have stairway to heaven on my top 10 for led zeppelin so go check out what that is um but i've got dave matthews as well uh pink floyd uh, John Mayer, and then, of course, my top 10 rap and hip-hop artists of all time and my favorite musicians, uh, just in general, of course, from, from top to bottom there. Um, and we've got a number of music memos that are on uh, here. I've got uh, also, you know, it, it's not too far removed from Christmas, so I do still have my uh, my top 10 Christmas songs on as well. Um, and that's on midpark.com and the Midpark Music section. Um, gosh, <laughs> some of these songs are great I, I if you if you listen if you take away anything from that list i i just i want you please to go listen to santa claus and his old lady by cheech and chong from start to finish because you've probably heard a lot of the other ones you probably may not necessarily have heard uh the the uh um Santa Claus and His Old Lady by Cheech and Chong. It's it's it doesn't start as a song necessarily. Uh, it's more of a comedic skit at the beginning. But um, essentially, what happens is uh, one of them believes that uh, Santa Claus is a musician, and uh, <laughs> I I laugh at literally at a different part every time. I've been laughing at this song for the last fifteen years of my life, and and will for forever. Um, but it, it is. It is fantastic, um, but I, I definitely encourage you to go check that out. Go listen to it, but lots of cool stuff on there. Lots of cool stuff coming as well. Um, just continue, of course, to check out midpark.com for all the good stuff. Um, and then, of course, just wrapping up the you know the music and talking about that um and, and just things to look forward to and uh you know a good way to, to wrap up everything i guess in general here um is i've got two podcasts coming up here uh that i'm really really excited about uh so one um you know i mentioned already is going to be nathan clapper clapper the rapper uh, my guy from from my hometown uh who is a, a tremendous guy um whose music you've heard here throughout um and uh, we're going to hear another here song a song here <laughs> we're going to hear here another song here 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 uh, for Clapper here at the end, um, and going to be having him on, as well as Amy, the owner of School of Rock here in Chicago. Um, Amy is awesome. Have had a, a little bit of the conversation with her. Going to be wrapping that up here this week, um, and we will be getting that podcast on. I would assume here by the end of the month, and then of course have the other you know staple shows of the Mid Park Podcast. Who knows what the hell else is going to come up? But um, yeah, that's really it. That is really it. Uh, I am so very excited and 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 just um, happy and ready to rock with 2021 here. You know, this is going to be the full, the first full calendar year of, of uh, Mid Park Multimedia. You know, everything started uh, at the beginning of May in in, in 2020. 
Um, so, you know, we're turning the corner now, already coming up on a year, uh, you know, since this began. But full calendar year-wise, 2021 is going to be it. And I'm, I'm super, super excited for everything that, that is going to be coming. And for, again, you know, I just, I really wanted to take a lot of time to focus on the team and, and those six individuals that have given me their time and, and given you thus their time and their content and their minds and their creativity and their hearts. And cannot thank them enough for that. Um, and just, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sound like a, a broken record. There's a good way to turn it out. The, the thing that I said I was going to say a thousand times, I'll say that the last thing. So, folks, always remember that this is an independently run website and all content associated is managed by individual contributors. This site is entirely anti-establishment and does not accept money from corporate sponsors. Folks, power to the people. Again, um, I don't think I have to do, Clapper, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you'll hear this. Uh, I don't think I have to do a music disclosure for this one. He's given me the right to play his music. So, um, you know, know that I am not the original owner creator of any of the music associated on this. Uh, this is Nathan Clapper. Uh, and of course all of the, the, uh, great people associated with him as well. But, um, going to be, like I said, uh, or the songs that you heard here throughout and going to be having him on the podcast here coming up in the coming weeks. But folks, thank you so much for coming in uh, and tuning into the mid park podcast here on Sunday, January 3rd. Uh, we are in for a much better year. It can't get worse than 2020, right? It literally can't. Uh, I saw somewhere and this is a really, really cool thing. So, uh, hindsight is 2020, right? This is the first time ever. It actually is right. 2020 it's in the past. Um, you know, the year 2020, there's only literally one year in time where it would, where 2020 would be the year. And now it is in hindsight and, and we're past it. Um, so things will, will get better. Appreciate you all coming in. Uh, we'll see you next time. Check out everything on midpark.com. Check out the podcast description and let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you. When I'm rolling through my city I'm just laughing in their faces Cause I know they think I'm pretty A cool kid That they used to go to school with Passed out math class Dreaming of a cool guy Cool for dessert I'll be eating all this cake Instead of writing all these papers I was writing these mixtapes I was handing out CDs That nobody would play Now they think about the CDs As they looking in my face I see you at the bar When I'm hanging with my friends Giving me a smile Beard dripping down your chin See my ex at the same place Act like I don't know her She still got the same face I really didn't know her
I'm a glass half full, optimistic individual. I'm giving back to people like this is all reciprocal. You should check yourself, like a self giving physical. I'm filling up your Facebook like something political. I'm at the cookie table, they reserve some seats. I'm putting out these songs with some urgency, like there's a need for surgery, an emergency. My rhymes are too complex, there's a nursery. And I did it all without the use of explicits. It's something you can't understand, like some physics. You cannot decipher my ciphers. I've been writing poetry since middle school at Piper. So you can say what you want, I stay apathetic I'm numb to the drama like I'm giving anesthetics You too fake synthetic, I'ma post a song already Give my beat man some credit so we both can get some letters like that Oh I bet you feel so stupid when you listen to my music Oh I bet you about to lose it, picturing me going stupid I wear my dad's faded jacket, gold bracelet and chains to match it Yeah.